0: Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Tuesday morning. We are glad to be with you here. Appreciate you guys tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get your podcast from. We appreciate you guys making us a part of your day. Love all our listeners, especially our servicemen and women who are taking care of us out there, we want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House, and Spoon Ice Cream. Sort of down for the count right now, but they will be back, no stronger than ever, no question about that. But you can go ahead and get your caffeine fix every day at the drive-through over at Strange Brew, or of course at the walk-up window at the University Drive location. They will get you taken care of. The service is fast. It's friendly. You be friendly too. Don't don't be one of those people. Be friendly to your service people. They will be friendly right back to you, and they'll get you taken care of and get you on your way to start your day. Also, want to rem- remind you, you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. They'll give you uh, the, the brand-new website, all their incredible selection of MSU merchandise. We're going to talk a little later about some of the MSU sports coming up this fall. you want to have that good look, you want to, you want to look sharp, the best way to do it is to go to College Corner, buy yourself a new polo, new T-shirts, new hats, get the whole outfit, get your house, look in the maroon and white way at collegecornerstore.com. Joel T., let's before we uh. Dive into some topics today. Let's look at uh, day one of the voting in the greatest bulldog bracket. Some some uh, expected results and some unexpected ones, in my opinion. Let's start with the one that everybody would have seen. Uh, Dak Prescott's gonna. I'm calling it. I only got maybe 50 percent of the precincts in, but we're gonna go ahead and call it for Dak Prescott. Uh, he's holding a 97 to three advantage, percentage-wise, over Gary Frank.
1: Who'd ever thought that Dak Prescott would advance?
0: Gary's doing better than I thought he would. I thought it might be like 99 to 1. You know, it might be like some, some one person. I mean, I, I wish it would. I really do wish. Almost 2,400 votes. I mean, I assume that's like 2,300 or for Dak. But I, I wish they would give you those numbers. Yeah. But regardless. Hey,
1: what would, you, what would you think if you had looked at those results and it was like Gary Frank, 65%, Dak, 35 I would have thought that some Ole
0: Miss fans had gotten a hold of it and were having some fun. And I would have... Invoked executive privilege And be like Hey Dak's winning this regardless <laughs> <laughs> Democracy doesn't exist Within the, uh, the walls Of my studio here I am a dictator We, we are co-dictators I, I wouldn't try to boss you around But these polls I, I have I have final say I will only exercise it though In event of emergency And a Dak Prescott First round exit Would have been That kind of situation um, In the 8-9 matchup Jamont Gordon Chad Bumpus Bumpus with a slight uh, so It's not it's, it's expanded through the day He's now at a fifty-three to forty-seven lead, so a good size lead for Chad Bumpus. Looks like I don't think I'm not ready to call that one yet, but we'll see where that goes. But the next two are a little surprising for different reasons. I thought Fred Smoot would win, but he's got a bigger lead than I thought. He's at sixty-two percent to thirty-eight percent over Elijah McNamee. Are you surprised by that?
1: Yeah, I'm surprised by the margin for sure. And I actually thought Mac had a chance there. Yeah, um, doesn't look like he does. Smoot did retweet it, didn't he? I believe he I either retweeted he, or he's been
0: liking some of the tweets. So uh, he, I knew he, that he would. He's
1: been a little bit involved, yeah. There, which Where are you at?
0: It's it's right now. It's getting close to the bottom of the ninth. It's getting close to Big Mac. That's what he's he's waiting he's on. He's waiting. He's waiting on about an hour and a half left in the voting. That's when he's going to retweet and boom, he's going to pick up like three thousand votes. That
1: clutch surge. Exactly.
0: I will laugh if that happens. I'll be like, that is classic <laughs> Magnami. If that happens, uh, he'll get Mangum. And and those guys to retweet it. Yeah, we'll go from there. And then in the other one, again, I thought Dampier would win, but he is smoking Nick Fitzgerald 60, uh, 75 to 25. I mean, he is just all over Nick at this point. That is a little surprising. Goes back to what you said, though. Nick is so polarizing, and Dampier is not. Everybody not at loves all. him. Yeah. So, so as it stands right now, you would have the one, four, five, and nine seeds advance in the Lee Hall region. Again, we will have the final results for that on Thursday, and we will do the next half of that bracket uh, as well. We're going to talk a little marketing today on the show. we got a positional breakdown coming up in just a bit, but I got to thinking about this today, that it really turned on a, on a dime for the people who handle athletics, ticket sales, and marketing, things like that. You go back to, to the beginning of January, and when the hiring of Mike Leach, those guys had to be thrilled. Like, this is... Never mind that you've got the fans completely behind everything you're doing now. You've got a guy who is a marketing goldmine. And you've got a ton of excitement for what is, in truth, not an attractive home schedule. But you're going to sell tickets. You know that you are because there's so much excitement. And now all this. So let's, uh, let's move on over to the Welcome Beef Home. I did it, I did it on the interview, too. Welcome Home Beef. I think it's cuz I'm trying to say home hotline or something. I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. The Welcome Home Beef hotline is where we're headed though. I want to remind you guys that Welcome Home Beef is still taking your orders to go. You can come to the store at 329 University Drive. They'll bring it out to the car or they do delivery. You can call them at 662-418. I'm sorry. Yeah, 2021. 20, I I'm I'm not I'm not on top of my game what, today. What, what's that number again? 418-2021. There we go. Thank you. appreciate that. Or go to online at facebook.com slash welcome home beef and ride out this quarantine with burgers, steaks, roast, all USDA prime beef, the best that you can buy ready for you it, it, it doesn't, it's nothing it's I'm telling you when you, when you taste it you're going to say okay, I get it I get it." One of our listeners uh, Wade Jones tweeted me it looked like a big old prom ribby it had uh, from them thing was pink in the middle and just beautiful. Gorgeous, looked really really good. I if if it weren't for social distancing, I would have asked for his address and <laughs> go give me a slice of that. Uh, but yeah, if you're gonna be quarantined up, you know you got you got time to cook on the grill. You got time to do some stuff. Do it with USDA prime beef, locally sourced, grain grain fed. I'm telling you, I'm just gonna power through this, mm. and uh, I'm not sick or anything. I'm just. I hope not. No no no, I'm fine. Just a little scatterbrained. Because um, if you're sick. Well, then you're next. I'm next. Yeah. We don't, have, we don't have enough social distance between us here on the microphones. So, don't keep any distance between you and the good friends at Welcome Home Beef. Again, 662-418-2021 or go to facebook.com slash Beef. It just tastes good. So, joining us now on the Welcome, Beef, Welcome Home Beef hotline is our friend Leah Beasley from over there in the MSU Athletic Department. She is the queen of marketing. She runs everything over there, but your task... Is, has gotten a hell of a lot harder In the past couple of months Especially when you think I mean when Leach is hired You guys have got to be thinking Okay We have got a ton of stuff to work with As far as material for marketing A lot of excitement Absolutely. We're going to sell a ton of tickets And now it's just a lot of unknown how, 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 are you, how are you guys planning to attack The next couple of months With us not knowing When things are going to get ramped up again
2: A lot of brainstorming And crazy ideas I'll say that And hopefully we just don't run out of stuff We did, but you were actually right, though. There was a lot of gold there, um, pun intended, with uh, Coach Leach's hire. (laughs) And um, we still have the list of things that we wanted to do, um, for football specifically. But we also have a lot of lists of things we want to do for the rest of our sports. And that's what our uh, crew is really talented at, and just kind of sitting down, brainstorming. And some of the stuff we just sit there and laugh about, because we're like, we might get fired. If we do this, um, <laughs>
0: do those things?
2: Uh, yes, I'll, I'll, I figured that you would you would uh, like that. Yeah, <laughs> just just let Red
1: do it. You know, he he could have done it. You don't way out. Right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Send it to me and I'll
0: tweet it. I promise.
2: Absolutely. Well, and and one of the emails I got probably ten minutes ago, um, kind of ran through was uh, from one of our communication directors and sent it to me and Brandon Langwa, like, who well, you know is our new head of com. And it was for soccer and softball. And there were some really cool ideas on there. Everything from, like, videotaping the team and coaches um, kind of having their own little tournaments on FIFA and <laughs> gaming. So kind of fitting that out for the fans. And just, at least there's some form of competition.
0: And that's something that, that, you know, I was thinking about that the other day with soccer and volleyball. We, we, were, we, we were so focused ahead on the start of football season. The first athletic events we're going to have on campus, it looks like, Will be soccer and volleyball in the fall semester. Is there a sense that you know people might be so sports starved by then that you could have packed houses and huge crowds for those events?
2: That's exactly what we we're hoping. So um, we have a lot of awesome fans around here, and as we know, Mississippi State is uh, first on our list, and so it's always so in town, and our fans crave it. And so that's why we're trying to keep that momentum going on social media, on YouTube, on our website, and just kind of sitting down and really honing in using our student-athletes, using our coaches, how can we tell their stories and uh, and kind of come up with some fun ways to do that.
1: Obviously, no idea what the future holds, but it sure sounds like you guys are just – I think Greg Sankey said the other day on his teleconference, as far as football season goes, he's just full speed ahead. Um, exactly. And kinda, is that kind of the mentality right now? You don't know what tomorrow brings, so for now, you're just acting like, you know, kickoff is first week of September and here you go?
2: Absolutely, I'll tell you what. I get the um, season ticket numbers kind of come through on my phone, and it's really cool to see those emails coming through. You might think it's a little bit annoying because it's like ding, 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 but the more <laughs> dings I hear, it just lets me know that our fans are craving our fall sports, especially football, coming on the pike.
0: Are, are you if you had to guess right now? I may, I really put you on the spot here, but the first game from from Mike Leach, would you expect a sellout crowd? Maybe maybe you know. Testing the, the record holder crowd of uh, the Davis Wade.
2: I absolutely think so, and, and by those emails coming through, I think our fans are wanting that and expecting that too. And we're gonna—I promise you—we're gonna do our job to make it entertaining and to make our folks excited uh, to kind of see the first game of a Mike Luzera.
0: What, what are what is the question fans are asking you guys the most right now?
2: Um, what's next? Yeah. I mean, that's kind <laughs> of like what else can we get? What other content can we um, ingest? that's what we're getting a lot of on social media Um, you know we still have the awards still coming so you kind of see a lot of that especially in our spring sports we're still trying to pub all that too but our fans are just kind of sitting around listening and waiting for the next thing that we can do so that's all we're trying to come up with ways to engage them uh... you you probably saw the coaches videos all our Mm -hmm. coaches have been just banging on our door, saying what can i say what can i do to help and that's why we love the health state family is because they get it too and so they're sending us videos. You know, you've seen the football coaches from all over the nation um, kind of sending in just be safe, stay healthy, stay with us, stick with us, stay part of the family. Um, and so that's the kind of stuff that we're, we're storytelling right now.
1: Okay, Leah, let's pretend for, for a second that none of the, the, this other stuff is, is going on in the world, and uh, football is for sure coming in September, and, and here we go. Um, one thing that I've heard from – Mississippi State fan since the hire of Mike Leach I think people enjoy the the whole pirate gimmick if you want to call it that and things and I've heard some say you know don't want to focus too much on the pirate you know it's the Bulldogs kind of thing so from a marketing perspective how how much of the I guess the pirate persona of Mike Leach will be focused on and things in the fall and and how much uh, are, are you guys kind of concerned about pushing that too much um just kind of i guess that's kind of a weird question but how, not at all. How, 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 how is that kind of being balanced
2: well, it, well, we're kind of sitting down and we're talking to different media members. We're talking to um, different folks who used to work with Coach Leach about what did work for him. Um, and we want to make sure that the Bulldogs in the Maroon White Nation are at the top of the list. So we definitely do not want to mute that. We definitely don't want um, that to kind of falter. And, but we want to have fun with Coach Leach. I mean, we, we knew hiring him that he was going to be um, a gym, and, he, and he's definitely been that so far. So we want to highlight his character. He loves that. Um, and so we're, we're going to still play games with it. We're going to allow the fans, honestly, to have a lot of fun with it. And then we're going to kind of play off of that. But we kind of want to let the fans to do it naturally, organically, and then we'll kind of engage in that way. You will see some pirate scenes, um, a booty, if you will, but we are not going to oh. um, have that be our 100% <laughs> focus. Has that word ever been said on your show before? It, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe by Joel. He doesn't like to curse very he much. Might so he, he might refer to somebody's booty every now and then, yes. <laughs>
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's not going to be overwhelming. Um, Let me tell you another point of um, a lot of laughing on our office before the homeworking is the different T-shirts that we get from our campus licensing agent. And to approve or disapprove it's hilarious i wish i could i
0: might send you some of those hey dad so I'll, you kind of- I'll, I'll, I'll take them i'll take i'll take rejected msu marketing concept yes. t-shirts i want them all Don't, Absolutely. They're, they're going on twitter just go ahead and let you know this this was rejected but it'll be good content for sure
2: exactly
0: what you know i'm not asking for a timeline or anything like that but just for you what what needs to happen in the next couple of months for you guys to feel completely secure that football season is going to happen in, on time?
2: Well, um, I should be honest. We kind of sat out today and talked about some contracts, and so to to be quite candid, that's where I am right now. We have a lot of contracts that are kind of on the line that we're signing right now. Is it typical, a typical typical timeline. So we're trying to look to see what the deadline would be on those. Um, we want to make sure that a lot of the fan experience events that our, that our fans love are still in line. So that I would say the contractual piece is the biggest thing for me right now, personally.
0: All right. Leah Beasley, MSU Marketing and the MSU Athletic Department. Thanks so much for joining us. I, I'm sure our fans really appreciate this info. Get me those T-shirts. I want them.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Hail State.
0: I want to thank Leah for her time. We really, really appreciate it. Some interesting stuff. You know, those guys... I don't really know what they're doing right now. I just know that they're they're but every day they're putting out stuff. There's there's videos and stuff happening every day and they're trying to keep fans engaged, trying to keep everybody, you know, sort of on the
1: boat, right? Yeah. And I think everybody right now likes to have a minute or two to kind of get their minds off of what's happening. So kudos to those guys. They're they're putting out content still and I I know from my perspective, whether it's them or my good old Braves are putting out some content still too. Every now and then, oh, this is, and, yeah, and, and,
0: this isn't just so a Mississippi State thing right now. Yeah, uh, every every team's having to do this.
1: It's great to have some distractions, and uh, I hope that I hope you all are enjoying that. I hope you all are enjoying this show. I hope we're providing a good distraction for you. Speaking of distractions,
0: I haven't even told Joe this. Joel, this we got some uh, some some breaking news. But uh, I'm gonna be doing one podcast a week. Now you're still here for five a day, five a week, but I'm adding one more. I don't know. It's not really a thunder and lightning. But I'm going to be doing some deep dives, as, as or if you will, if you will, into some just the different MSU topics. We're just going to talk exclusively about one topic with a man whose knowledge of MSU history is almost as good as mine. Not Ryan Sparks. I know what you're thinking over there, and certainly not David Murray. Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Walker will join me. Wow! To we will have our podcast up on Tuesday evening. In our first topic, we're going to look at the 2014 football season. Brandon's coming home.
1: Man, I am pumped. Should be good. Is that that why he hit me with the really today?
0: No, I don't think. Because you called us the kings of MSU podcast. That that was what
1: I originally thought. But now that I know this information. No, no, that's not why. I thought maybe he was like, you know, I'm kicking you out of the chair kind of thing. No, no, no,
0: no. First off, there's no kicking you out of the chair. Right. We were we sit in the chair together.
1: And as as I told him, he has risen above.
0: Yeah, I mean he's, he's no longer in He's the, on a different level yeah. than us now, right? He, and he's not really an MSU podcaster anymore. That's right. But he's coming back to it. I, I get the feeling, just talking to him that he misses it. Yeah. yeah. That he wants to talk about MSU. Yeah. And he can't really do that on, on anything else. I'm interested to see if he can still work clean.
1: I, I was going to say... Um, but like, it's a family program. If the, the seven-word limit is in effect... Um, I, we could be out in
0: the first couple minutes. Could be. I'll try to keep a, a, a lid on him, which is really something that I have to be the one who keeps the profanity to a minimum. That's my job now. Uh, isn't there a line in the, in the good book, can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into the pit? I mean, isn't that where we're going here? Oh, <laughs> let's see how it goes. I, I
1: got, I got hope for you yet, hey Dad. I'm, I'm tr- I, I try try tell you so what, hard. it's never too late to turn your life around. I mean, the thief hung next to Jesus on the cross, mm-hmm. and uh, that's true. Lord told him today, "You'll be with me in paradise." So, I mean, there's no, until the end, there's hope. Yeah. So I, I have hope. I'm, that, tried, uh, I'm trying to figure out why Chris Benoit is tw- trending. It can't be good. Well, the the new. No, that's. I don't think that's it. Video. talking about thing, like so. his
0: his music or something. So I don't know. I don't know what's happening there. Yeah, I watched part one of that. I still have yet to watch it. Fantastic. And I can't wait for part two. I, I did not know... I didn't know about those shows. The Dark Side of the Ring. Mm-hmm. I went back and... I had nothing to do on Saturday. I went back and watched like four of them. I watched uh, the Von Ericks, Gino Hernandez, Bruiser Brody, and the Macho Man. And then I didn't feel like watching the uh, Montreal Screwjob. So I went, but I did go and watch the Broken Skull Sessions with Bret Hart. So a lot of wrestling on Saturday cuz i had nothing else to do so uh we got a positional breakdown to do right now and we're talking about the cornerback position what's the
1: name of the show with you and walker i haven't come that? up with one yet
0: i don't know what we're going to call it so
1: i'm pumped man i really I, I am <laughs> i'm excited
0: yeah yeah he, he and i it's been too long since we've podcasted together too um the cornerback position, which, by the way, just another heads up, we've got a lot of interviews lined up. We've got two uh, Bulldog Rewinds, a little March Madness. We're going to talk to Coach Richard Williams uh, this week about the 1996 Kentucky game. We're going to talk to Darrell Wilson about the 1996 UConn game. So we've got some great interviews coming up on these Bulldog recaps like we did with Jake Mangum last week. And then we are also going to talk to the new MSU defensive coordinator this week. That's Zach Arnett. Can't wait to hear from him. Uh, wanted to talk to him we had started to set this up uh before everything went to hell (laughs) so we're just sort of now getting back (laughs) onto some, some of our our ideas so, yeah, we're going to talk to him this week. So we've got a lot of great content lined up for you this week. Looking forward to bringing <laughs> it to you. In some
1: ways, we have we might have better shows because of the, the mess. We really might. Than we would have had no, so I mean, under normal circumstances. It's sort of sense.
0: formulaic, right? It was sort of like, all right, we're doing this and yeah. this. And, and then. The,
1: the difference is it would have been fun to have a baseball season. It would be nice about, to have baseball
0: games to go. I mean, what is today's Monday, but tomorrow we would have baseball. Yeah. yeah so. Anyway, all right. Cornerbacks is what we're talking about uh, right now. First and foremost, I, I believe I'm correct. I don't think Jerry Jones is going to be at corner this year. I think he's either moved to one of the safety positions, be it the free safety or the uh, – the, uh, I don't know what they're calling them. See, the, here's, the where the la-
1: here's where the lack of spring football is going to get killing
0: us. Yeah.
1: Because some of the things – We that, would know this. You the, would know yeah, we, the answer.
0: They'd have a couple of practices in, and we, we could be able to just to tell them. But uh, And maybe we can get that information. Hopefully we can get that information from Zach Arnett. Yeah. On uh, later this week, I think we're supposed to talk him on Wednesday.
1: But that's a, that's a th- another, I guess. He doesn't know. Well, yeah, I mean they're not practicing. So in theory, you could say so and so switching positions. But I, other than I, I guess in your own backyard or however you're social distancing. I mean these guys aren't getting out there and doing a ton of work towards this new position. You know, it's, right. Right. I, this would hinder a position change, I would think. I guess that's what I'm saying.
0: That's, that's an interesting. That's a good point, though. That they might get into a situation where, like, look, we don't know if we can move you because... And not just potential him, but anybody. But at the same time, you know, it feels like they're not asking to move from offense to defense here. You know, it's just like, look, we're just moving you inside. You know, you're, just, you're still like a... You're, you're basically a safety now. I would think that's something he could I think that that that's not an incredibly difficult transition I would think. Martin Emerson's not transitioning in transitioning anywhere. I thought he was a very impressive as a, as a true freshman um just played really really uh, played above his 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 playing weight I guess you would say. Didn't look like a freshman at there at times. He and Tyler Williams I think will make a a good combo at the cornerback position. Do, do you like those two guys? You know, when you consider that you're talking about a you know a red shirt sophomore and a, and a true sophomore. I mean, not the most experienced group, but I feel from a talent perspective, you're in pretty good shape with those guys.
1: Yeah, and I feel like there's a ton of growth that comes between that freshman year, and sophomore year, kind of that. If you ever catch yourself with that deer in the headlights, look a little bit. Some of that's gone by year two, and I, I really do like that that group a lot. Um, something else that would be interesting. This isn't going to happen, I don't imagine. But could you imagine? Picture this for a minute. Did you see Cam Dantzler' his tweet on? I believe it was Monday. That yes, there was a. I was gonna. I was gonna bring that okay. up. that, uh, uh, that there's. I, a, a- I don't know that there's even been any talk of the NCAA possibly allowing. It started with
0: a tweet from an agent. Who you know, one thing I would think with agents, and I could be wrong, but for the most part, those guys. They don't just you know talk just to talk. You know they they hear things. So maybe that's something like that is in the works. I don't know. But in case you're wondering, we're referring to there was a tweet from an an agent who said that she believed that all the juniors who declare for the draft should be allowed to, if they want to, to regain eligibility because of this virus has wiped out uh, pro Pro days, days, private workouts, a lot of other stuff. Um, and so and then Dantzler. He just happened to comment on it, so maybe he's thinking it might be worth my time to go back if I can still have another year of eligibility. Um, I don't know if that's the case or not.
1: I mean, because that's a guy. I know that MSU
0: would would welcome him with open arms.
1: Absolutely, that's a guy that could have benefited from pro day and stuff like that. I mean, well, he had a bad combine.
0: Yeah, had the uh, the bad forty. Would like to come down here and you know run four, five, or better. And if you know if he could have done that, might have reestablished himself as a potential first rounder. Now he's not going to have that opportunity. But with the guys you got, Emerson, uh, Tyler Williams, you know Corey Charles is still sort of over there. I mean, I, this is a position where, you know, you just looking at the roster, I mean, I don't know what you can expect from Esaias Furge or, or from Jalen Reed. Honestly, I don't expect much of anything from them uh, at this point in their career. Um, and the same with Corey Charles, to be totally honest with you. you you're going to need some help here. There's just no question about it. You need those two guys. You need uh, Emerson and Tyler Williams really to be stars from day one, it feels like.
1: It really does. If, if Jones is, especially if Jones is going to make that move. How far down the list in your mind do you have to go? You know how we do our every year. We We rank 1 through 22, the 22 starters. Who do you have the most confidence in? Who do you have... The least confidence in the stars. If we were just doing defense, yeah. How far down the list do you have to get before you get to either corner?
0: Emerson wouldn't be too too far from the top, I don't think. I mean, just just doing it in my my, in my head right now. Errol comes up. Errol's going to be number one. one. Marcus Murphy is probably second. I agree. Um, maybe a D lineman. Maybe Pickering. I was thinking, or Love it. Maybe fourth for Emerson, and then Tyler Williams is probably middle of the pack, you know, towards the bottom. So, and this is an opportunity, though, I think, for some of these young guys. These uh, these uh, There's there's some freshmen who might be able to make some immediate impact, and that sort of starts with Emmanuel Forbes, who was, you know, one of the state's top recruits a season ago, 6 foot, 170 pounds out of Grenada High School. You also have DeCamry Richardson, who was MSU's last signee, you know, the guy that they... They, they picked up on signing day six foot 280 pounder out of Bozier City. Shout out to Bunky Perkins. Uh, and then you have Javorius Seltman from Provine High School, five foot 10, 175 pounds. All three of these guys, you got to think here's the thing where this this what's happening right now sort of benefits those guys weren't going to be here for the spring. Now they got an opportunity to jump right in and not be any further behind than anybody else. Yeah, I, I won't be compl- I, I don't think Forbes is going to redshirt, to be honest with you. I think he's a guy who might play early. Uh, in this in the, in this system, one thing I'm interested in is this. You know, if I say three three five, and I say let's talk about corners, doesn't your mind automatically go to Smoot and Bean and and, the, and how Joe Lee ran that and how it's just like, good luck, you're out there by yourself, you better be good. Yeah. And when they, you had two NFL guys out there, the defense was unstoppable. But when it was when one side wasn't as good, you know, you think about 2000 where Kendall Roberson was good but not as good as Fred Smoot. And then you look at 2001, and it was just a nightmare out there. That's one of the questions I'm going to have to ask Zach Arnett is, what do you expect from your corners? Are you just going to put them out there on the island and say, you know, best of luck to you? Because if that's the case, then State might be in trouble. Because I don't know that I trust Emerson and Williams to go man-on-man with the the top guys in this league week in and week out.
1: That's completely fair. Um, And I'm interested to hear what Zach Arnett says about that when we ask him about that. Uh, Because for as much as I like those two guys, I'm with you. In that, I don't think I have the complete confidence that they can shut down the league's best by themselves. Um, I, I'm I'm very interested to see what Arnett's plan is for for this defense because the three three five in theory, you can talk yourself into that being very exciting. You know, you can talk yourself into n- not everybody does it and say it's going to be a little bit unique. And uh, but you can at the same time, if you look at it the way you just said. Convince yourself that state might get exposed at times too. Yeah. So
0: then that's what the three three five is about. It's about creating pressure and forcing bad decisions. Yes. But if you can't get that pressure, so you know everything's sort of tied together. You know if the the front six aren't getting their aren't doing their job, then it's going to put pressure on the backfield. But if they if they're getting pressure, then you've got opportunities for turnovers. And I think Emerson and Williams are both guys who can, when presented those opportunities can take advantage and, and get up? especially Emerson I really do like him I really think he's got a chance to be a, uh, an NFL player I mean, he's got the build I think he's got the right attitude he's got the right demeanor of a cornerback he's just, he's just cocky enough maybe a little arrogant I don't have a problem with that um, I think he's got the physical skills you know so I, I'll be honest with you just looking at this roster now that we've said there and done this I don't know that I'd move Jerry and Jones you know I, you, you sort of need help I understand the secondary needs some help I know that, but it feels like it might be for the best just to leave him where you've got him.
1: I don't, I don't disagree. Um, we'll see how it goes. Gives you, gives you another guy there that you know had some success last year a little bit. and I don't know, and, and we're not going to know. Um, no. Well, I say we're not going to know. I mean, Zach Arnett may come on here and tell us. <laughs> so <laughs> Might just give us the word. But, yeah, the lack of spring football really kind of hinders our ability to – talk about what this is going to exactly look like yeah. we, we may just not know until hopefully august yeah we'll find um or are, are, you never know i mean could the ncaa if all this clears up could we have some kind of like june period of practice i don't know um uncharted territory so we may see some weird stuff but as we see here today it, you would think it's probably august before we know the answers to some of those questions
0: yeah that feels about right to be honest with you so We'll see where it goes. We'll look at those safeties uh, next week on our, our second to last uh, positional breakdown of the spring, which should be, you know, coinciding with the middle of spring practice, but it's not. Oh, well. All right. Uh, the Rumblings uh, tomorrow. Plus, we have a, we're going to have a lot of content. I think what we're going to do is this The Rumblings will be its own podcast. Uh, our interview with, tomorrow, we're talking to Daryl Wilson. So that interview will be its own podcast. It may be a short interview, but just be its own segment, basically. Um, and from there we'll just keep it going. So rumblings tomorrow. Get your questions into us. Any and all topics are welcome. Uh, also, don't forget we'll have. Our, I'll have my podcast with Brandon Walker. Haven't named it yet, uh, but we're talking MSU football 2014. A deep dive. We're going week one to the Orange Bowl uh, of the um, most exciting season in MSU football history. For Joel T. Coleman. Ooh. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.